Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. America is the greatest country in the world. Wait a second. That's not, that's not not Armstrong or Getty. Who is this clown? My name's Mike Slater. Out of San Diego, and no one is as disappointed in this moment as much as I am. I feel your pain. I'm as big of a fan of Armstrong and Getty as you are. And Armstrong and Getty, I am not. Not not by a long shot, but I'm a friend of Armstrong and Getty many years now. I will later today I'll forget that I, I filled in for them today. And I'll go back and I'll listen to the podcast tonight and I'll hear me and I'll be just as disappointed as you are right now. I'll say, ah, oh, no, so I get it. I'm right with you. But let the men the men have a breather for the love of it. Let the heroes take a break for a day for the love of Pete. You have no idea how exhausting it is to sit sit here and talk for four hours a day. It's it's just excruciating. So you got the roofers, oil riggers, radio hosts, and then like you know dairy farmers and all the other easy jobs like firefighters and stuff like that. But it's the real heroes. 
like radio hosts who need some R&R every once in a while, we wish them well. So it's an honor to be here. I, I hope to not disappoint you any more than the initial shock of this moment right now. I hope, that, I hope for the next four hours, this is the depth of your disappointment. And then it's, you know, like, oh, this guy stinks. And then I guess he wasn't that bad. Like, that's all I hope for for the rest of the show today. And I'm grateful you're here. Let's talk about the economy. Uh, you know, as the old saying goes, if at first you don't succeed, just, just change the definition. And then you'll, we'll be fine. You know by now the White House changing the definition of a recession, but like this is no surprise. Like what, like what you expected? Did you expect the Biden administration to be like, "Oh man, whew, things are terrible out there. We are really stinking it up. <laughs> it's going to get a lot worse too." Everyone, like what'd you think? And what'd you think the media was going to do last week? Literally last week, Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, changed the definition of the word female or, or woman and girl. They changed the definition of woman and girl. So if you can do that, of course you can change the definition of recession. So uh, you know this now. Uh, a recession has always been when the GDP is negative for two quarters in a row. That's it. That's how it's always been. The last 50 recessions have always been defined by that definition right there. And now we have that. We're in that. But that's no longer the definition. I love the, the White House uh, economics guy. He says, you know, there's there's a myriad of metrics, uh, the ma many different metrics that go into determining whether or not we're in a recession. And then you're like, well, what are, what are what are some of those other metrics? You know, it's not important. What what's important is it's not this one. This is not. The, you're like, oh come on. So I'm not surprised, no one should be surprised that the Biden administration, of course, would try to do this. And by now, I hope you're not surprised that the media would, of course, pick it up and run with it. PolitiFact says it is false that Joe Biden is changing the definition of a, of a recession. It's false. How dare you even accuse him of doing such a horrible thing? Here's the headline. PolitiFact, no, the White House did not change the definition of recession and mostly or named it all the way false. Right? The same upstanding gentleman who wrote this article in PolitiFact today, the same person, not even just PolitiFact, the same person at PolitiFact in 2015, talking about Donald Trump, when Donald Trump made a comment about recession, the same person said it takes two quarters of negative growth to signal a recession. He said negative GDP growth from quarter to quarter is one of the hallmarks of a recession, and there's been lots of recessions over the years, 11 since World War II. That's what the same guy wrote when Donald Trump, this was when he was campaigning for office, he was critiquing uh, President Obama at the time, and, and the guy said, uh, define the definition. And then here he is saying, well, that's not the definition. And no one's changing it either. <laughs> and now Wikipedia, the people, you know, anyone can change Wikipedia, but people have changed the definition of Wikipedia. Uh, and and uh, Wikipedia has locked it. <laughs> they locked it. You can't make any more changes. So, of course, it used to say a recession is two quarters of negative GDP. And, and they've changed it to uh, there is no global consensus on the definition of a recession. <laughs> I love that, too. Global. There's no global. Not everyone on the planet agrees with the definition. Sure, everyone in America, maybe, but, you know, the Japanese, the Germans, the Eskimos, they, we all got different definitions. There's no global consent, <laughs> and you can't make any changes. How dare you question anything?
So a couple things. First, if President Trump were now, uh, President now, listen, this is the most obvious analysis. we got to get out of the way. If President Trump were president now, you would have been bombarded, barraged constantly, nonstop about how horrific the economy is. There would be articles every day of people suffering. I can see the wash. I can see the Washington Post front page now, and and uh, an obese woman of color in her broken down apartment. A real sob story about how she can't feed her family and she can't afford to turn the air conditioning on. And it's really hot because of global warming. And it's all Donald Trump's fault. It's just terrible what this president has done to people of color. That's it would all be people of color, right? It'd be Trump's Great Depression. You know that's how it'd be. Great Depression. Well, we wouldn't even. Here we are nitpicking over the definition of recession. Are you kidding me? This would be the Great Depression. It would be Trump's Great Depression. And of course, it would affect people of color the most. People of color, immigrants, lesbians, I don't know, Muslims. The inhumanity, the overall inhumanity of Trump's Great Depression. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst this country's ever experienced. (laughs) But Biden's president, and things are great. Things are great. You know what they say now? Uh, The economy's strong. That's that's my favorite. Here, this is one of the White House people. All signs are that this is a strong economy, and the probability of a recession within the next year is not particularly elevated. Strong. Strong. What are you talking about? Everything's strong. It's a strong economy, and, and nothing... Of- By the way, this isn't some hack on cable news right here. This is, uh, this is the chair of the Fed. Early elevated. It's a strong economy, and, and nothing about it suggests that it's, that it's close to or vulnerable to a recession. I- That's the chair of the Federal Reserve. No, nothing close. Nothing. How dare you even? What are you, what are you even talking about? It's not a recession. The economy's strong. Listen, obviously, there's no question we're in a recession. There's no doubt. Like, there was no question we would be. There's no question that we were going to have inflation. Uh, here, here's the numbers you got to walk away with. Uh, in today's dollars, a little perspective here. In today's dollars, adjusted for inflation, all of World War II cost $4.7 trillion. That was a pretty expensive enterprise, right? We kill the Nazis, go ahead, kill the Japanese. It was a big thing, right? $4.7 trillion. For COVID? We have not spent, the federal government has not spent $4.7 trillion. We've spent $5.2. That's more than all of World War II and more than all the wars that we fought since 2001 combined. Not, uh, not only that, but you add what the Federal Reserve has done. You add quantitative easing and all of a sudden. We've printed $13 trillion. That is more than every war that the United States has ever fought in our existence combined just in the last two years. And the chair of the Fed is like, no, it should be fine. There'll be no sign of it. No, inflation. No, 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 no. There'll be no inflation. What? Are you kidding me? Who still falls for this? And of course, you have to pay the consequence. You can't print $13 trillion and not have inflation. Your chickens must come home to roost. There's no way you can do that and not have it come back and crush you. What goes up must come down. There are laws of gravity that you have to deal with, and the clowns at the Fed in D.C. thought that they could just wish it away. 
Of course they can't. I, I got to take a break here. My name is Mike Slater. Uh, I host a radio show in, in Southern California, San Diego, um, filling in for Armstrong Getty. Uh, so that was okay, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, it wasn't Armstrong Getty. I mean, you know, but no one is, okay? So this is just what you get for the day. I think it's fine. Coming up, <laughs> coming up next, uh, I want to talk about how the sky is green. Uh, the federal government could tell you that the sky is green and that the sky's always been green. And you, a right-minded friend of Armstrong Getty, you would say, no, no, what are you talking about? It's blue. And they would make you a bigot. And the entire media complex, not just the media complex, the entire system, the entire cathedral that we live in, the all everything would conspire against you and reality and the truth to convince people that the sky is in fact green. And my argument is that most people would believe it. Most people would fall for it, that the sky is in fact green. I'll prove that next. Mike Slater, filling up the great Armstrong Getty. Spread the word. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am not Armstrong and Getty. Mike Slater filling in 
to the great A&G, friend of Armstrong and Getty out of San Diego. And I am as disappointed as you are that they are not here. But they will be back. I'm just a one-time fill-in. Talking about the uh, the economy and, and changing the definition of recession and all this nonsense. So uh, this is Jesse Kelly's point that the left, the, the Biden administration, could tell you that the sky is green. The White House can come out tomorrow and tell you that the sky is green. And the media will fall right in line and tell you, you know what? The the sky actually is green. It's green. And you you didn't know that? Oh, no, it's green. And scientists, oh, scientists will stand up, line up, and say that the sky actually is green. It may appear blue to some people sometimes. Uh, but that's that's uh, that's the weird thing. Like that's an ocular abnormality. That's it's not. Maybe to a few people it's blue. But you know what is blue? Anyway, that's where the philosophers come. What is blue? What is green? It's actually green. Don't you know? You've been mistaken all this time. And then universities will be teaching kids that uh, the sky is green, and then that will they'll make the curriculum for schools, and that will trickle all the way down to kindergarten. So they'll start teaching little kids that the sky is green. And they'll correct little kids. Little kids will be drawing uh, you know, their vacation, and they'll draw the sky blue. And then the kindergarten teachers will be like, oh, no, 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 little Johnny, it's, uh, it's green, don't you know? And they'll, all, the, all pop culture, all the celebrities will get involved. All the movies will have green skies. Uh, all the songs will talk about green skies. They'll remake Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. I see skies of green and clouds of white. And they'll just go with it. <laughs> it's like, no, everyone will be like, wait, I thought it was, wasn't it blue? No, no, maybe it was green, right? And they'll like AI it so like no one will know that <laughs> that's not how it really was. And they'll get rid of every other old version of it. All the masterpiece paintings of the past, you look them up online, they'll all be green sky. Or they'll tell you, uh, you know, the paint that these medieval artists used, uh, they used a uh, plant, a type of plant that uh, over time turns blue. It's sort of like the Statue of Liberty. Like the Statue of Liberty, uh, it's, it's copper. Isn't it copper or something? Right, so it's, it's like uh, it was, it was uh, copper color, and now it's green, right? Same thing. Uh, this paint, it was, I mean, these medieval artists, they knew that the sky was green. They painted it green. It's just the paint changed over time to appear blue and how long do you think it will take not long before a majority of people say that the sky is green that's how easy people have been so humiliated by so many things for so long over the last few years from masking to boys or girls and men can turn into women you have been humiliated not you not friend of Armstrong, but so many other people have been absolutely humiliated they have no dignity to stand up and be like no i think it's blue no i know it's blue what are you talking no so few people would do that most people will go along. You don't want to be a denier. Are you a denier? Oh, you write on Facebook. You say, can you believe all these idiots who think that the sky is green? And you'll be labeled misinformation. You'll be kicked off all the social media. You know it. The EPA will come out with some alert on your, on your Facebook post. The sky's actually green. You think that's too far? You don't think that's possible? Seriously, I'm, I mean, I'm being 100% dead serious. Do you think that the federal government and all the system behind it could get away with that? Absolutely, they could. No question. They have taken over every institution in America. 
They say there's no genders. Right? They say gender is a social construct. There's no chromosomes or genetics. Men can get pregnant. The American breastfeed. This is what I'm saying. Like, this isn't even the most ridiculous example that the, they could convince you the sky is green. They've already convinced people of more ridiculous examples. This is a less ridiculous example. The American Breastfeeding Association just came out yesterday with their gender-inclusive language. And the American Breastfeeding Association, not some random person on TikTok. I wouldn't talk about that. The American Breastfeeding Association, the authoritative source on this issue, says that hospitals should refer to it as chest feeding to be more trans-inclusive. They even said uh, perhaps you should consider the use of the word father's milk. So if gender doesn't exist, if there's no such thing as men or women, convincing people that the sky is green that, that's easy they're teaching sci- like kids in college they're teaching them that math is a social construct numbers are a social construct two plus two doesn't always equal four who are you to say that it always equals four you know that's just based off of your colonial western base 10 number system but if you know uh the aztecs they had a base six number system and blah right they say math and sex is a gender construct. Why not color? You think it's blue, but it's actually green. <laughs> of course. So they can get away with anything, which is why they've gotten away with printing $13 trillion and then be like, ah, no inflation. <laughs> and then when there's inflation, nah, it's transitory. And now that we're in a recession, nah, no such thing as a recession. It doesn't, it doesn't. And you know what they're doing now? Joe Manchin. And I'm hoping that there's more details of this, that this isn't really true. But it seems as if they got Joe Manchin on board, the West Virginia Democratic senator, uh, to, to sign on to the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. It's the, it's the Sky is Green Act. The Inflation Reduction Act, you know what it does? It taxes, raises taxes, spends money, $400 billion on climate change, and prints money. So it... It taxes, spends, prints. Exact same thing that got us here. And they call it modern monetary theory, and you're just supposed to go along with it. You trust these people to get get us out of this mess? Of course not. It's only going to be worse. Mike Slater, filling in for the great. Armstrong Getty, spread the word. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mike Slater in San Diego filling in for the great Armstrong and Getty. Every day, my wife tells me the funniest thing that Armstrong and Getty said on the show every morning. And today she'll tell me, yeah, they had some fill-in today. He was all right. <laughs> so, was he funny? No. No, he wasn't funny. Was he handsome? Maybe did he sound did he sound handsome at all? No, not not really. <laughs> no, no more handsome than Joe sounds. That's what that'll be our conversation. I, I sound no more handsome than, than Joe. That's the thing. An honor to be here. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, I want to tell a story about Woodrow Wilson in just a second. Woodrow Wilson, that's ridiculous story could you possibly tell but first i want to play uh this is what i was referencing a second ago uh with this is biden's economic council guy whatever two quarters of negative growth in a row that's a recession right and certainly the in terms of the technical definition it's not a recession the technical definition considers a much broader spectrum uh, of data points what is exactly the white house's definition of a recession Again, we don't, we don't, def I'm not going to define it from here. I love that so much. A recession, it's, it's a lot of different metrics. Uh, like what? Uh, you know, I don't, we're not going uh, well, to, you and your definitions of things. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right. So, uh, putting that aside, Joe Biden, pretty obvious that, uh, old Joe, not doing so well in the mental acuity department. Not being mean. I have no intention to be mean. I, but if you've ever known someone, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, who has ever uh, who has ever been inflicted with this horrible ailment called getting old, you've seen how it works. And and the person's like, okay, they're okay, they're hanging in there. And then something happens. It could be a fall. Or some something traumatic or whatever, and and in Joe's case, getting COVID, he's seventy nine, and then right after that, they fall pretty fast, pretty quickly, right? We've all seen that. 
And that's our, our president. You saw the video they released a couple days ago? And they, they, the White House put this out. I didn't. I thought it was, I mean, I was sure that it was doctored by like Alex Jones or something like that. But it was put out by the Democratic Party. And they meant to put it out to make them all mean and, and uh, you know, tough. And, no, no, I shouldn't say mean. Tough and, and inspire confidence. And it was a 17-second video. And there were two jump cuts. And he never blinked. His eyes, he never blinked one time. His eyes were wide open. He was like juiced up on roids. And I thought it was a deep fake. I thought it was not a real, there's like an AI made version of Joe Biden. But it, it couldn't have been because a deep fake would have been better. That's like it, was, it was a bad deep fake. So it wasn't. Have you ever seen these deep fakes? Google Tom Cruise deep fake. And you can see how realistic these fake videos of people can be. And why would this administration not do that <laughs> if, if it came to that? You'd think that, like, whoa, whoa, Slater. They have way too much integrity to put out a deep fake video of the president while he's actually laid up in bed. They would never do such a thing. Come on now. <laughs> you really think that's way beyond the pale? So I say this because I, I don't think he goes past the midterms. Do you? I mean, do you, like, there's all this talk like, will he run in 2024? Are you kidding me? Will he run in 2024? No chance. I don't think he's president past the, much longer past the midterms. They're going to get, Democrats are going to get demolished in the midterms. His health will be undeniably bad. And they'll have him step aside. Um, the problem is, the Democrats are in, for them, the Democrats, and us as a country, the Democrats are in such a terrible spot because Kamala Harris would be the president. If there was anyone else, like really, like it was anyone, any moderately competent, like, I'm not the Kamala Harris of fill-ins. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a little better. Like, you know, I'm Sean Getty. They're the kings, right? You know? And they had someone fill in, but it, they didn't have Kamala, the version of Kamala Harris. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Who's like a moderate, normal, it's like a normal Democrat to fill in. Like, I'm like a normal, moderate guy. You don't want to be too good. You know what I mean? But I'm not the worst. But Kamala's the worst. She's the least likable person, the least capable person on the planet. So she becomes president, right? Then, for the Democrats' perspective, what's Gavin Newsom going to do? <laughs> Gavin Newsom's running for president against the first female black president in 2024? Yikes. <laughs> so the Democrats are in, a, in a, quite a pickle right here. But they're going to be up against the undeniable fact that the president is not capable of being president. So it leads to the question, how long could they prop him up if he is unwell? How long could they weaken at Bernie's Joe Biden if they needed to? How long could they do it? And then how long would the media cover for him before they're like, all right, we And we actually have some precedent for this. So let's go back 100 years ago. By the way, I'm Mike Slater in San Diego filling in for Armstrong and Getty. Uh, 100 years ago, October 1919, Woodrow Wilson uh, our, maybe our worst president ever, was in Europe. He was negotiating the Treaty of Versailles ending World War I. So he got back to America, and then he was doing this, this speaking tour across the country to get everyone on board with the League of Nations, right? So he was going from train station to train station. And while he was on the train, all of his people were getting pretty worried about his health. He had a bad case of the Spanish flu as well. So it's a similar kind of thing. He's getting old, he got sick, like Joe, with COVID, right? So... 
uh, he recovered, but like not really. That's and that's my point here. He recovered, but he didn't. So he started to get sick on the train. His asthma got worse. He had these blinding headaches. He was in Colorado, and his face muscles started to twitch. Woodrow Wilson, and just splitting headache, whole thing. And then his face started to sag, the left side of his face. So his people were like, "All right, like we got to go home." So this was September 26th. They canned the rest of the tour. The train raced back to D.C. Two days later, September 28th, he was walking through the train station by himself, shook a couple hands. They got him to the White House. Uh, it was October 2nd, and a doctor visited him. He was in bed the whole time. doctor visited him. He stood up, fell down on the floor hard. And the doctor left the presidential bedroom and told his aides and his wife, uh, my God, the president is paralyzed. It's Woodrow Wilson. So the rest of 20, uh, 1920, he was in bed. They kept him in bed and they kept him away from everyone. And he, he wanted to run for a third term, right? Uh, but that didn't happen. So you're thinking, all right, so this is 1920, all right? You can hide in 1920. You can't hide in 2022. I don't know. I, I think with this media, you can't. So he, Woodrow Wilson stayed in his bed. No one ever saw him except for his wife and the doctor. Uh, his wife, Edith, has been called the first female president because she was in charge for the year, right? But here's really how Woodrow Wilson got away with it. And here's how Joe Biden will get away with this too. It's the media. It's the media would cover for him. How was Woodrow Wilson able to cover so well? The guy's name is Louis Seibold. Louis Seibold. He was a reporter at the New York World newspaper. And he wrote this article. Uh, correspondent in three-hour visit finds president's, that's like 1920, president's mental vigor unimpaired. The executive gains 20 pounds in two months and does more work than before his confinement. <laughs> what? He was paralyzed in bed. Here's the article. This is a real-life article. Nine months of courageous battling to repair the consequences of illness has neither daunted the spirit nor impaired in the slightest degree the splendid intellect of Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> By the way, uh, there was an AP article yesterday that talked about how Joe Biden keeps winning. Okay, so the, the media is the exact same. 100 years later, the exact same. They're just as delusional trying to pull off the same propaganda on you. 100 years ago, oh, the president's never been healthier. And the other day, wow, Biden just keeps winning. What? During the three hours I spent with the president, Woodrow Wilson, I saw him transact the important functions of his office with his old-time decisiveness, method, and keenness of intellectual appraisement. This correspondent heard him dictate his decisions on matters of great governmental importance with, faculty, uh, with facility of expression and directness of meaning that indicated no impairment of the effectual mental machine that has known only the hardest kind of work for 40 years. The correspondent talked with him for upward an hour in which were discussed a wide range of subjects and concerning which he expressed himself not only with Wilsonian vigor, but established the even more gratifying survival of the saving sense of humor. Right, he, go, he goes on. It's a huge article like this, right? Talking about how the president's walking around all by himself, and he's great. He's actually he's, uh, uh, smart. He's like, he's like, he like knows what is more important than ever now because of what happened to him. But he's, Here, let me read one last thing. It was the same angular face quite as full in cheek and not the least sunken in the temples. It was the, face, the same face registered in a mental picture eight months before. They were unmistakably the Wilson eyes, keen, searching, 
and snappily intelligent. Okay? So that's the same fawning media 100 years ago as today. Here's the thing. All of that was made up. None of that happened. Completely fabricated in every way. Wilson could not walk. His entire left side was paralyzed. He could never leave his bed. His attention span was about 60 seconds. There were no hours of conversation. There were no decisions being made. The interview was a total fake. It was Wilson's press secretary made up all the answers. Now, here's the real kicker of the story. That's one thing. That guy, uh, the Louis Seibold, the reporter, won a Pulitzer Prize for that article. Okay, so, so it's not like just the article was written. You're like, okay, fine, Slater. You found one hack article. No, 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 no. He won a Pulitzer Prize. And it's not even just that, that this is a Pulitzer Prize winning writer who made up the whole thing. No, no, no. He won a Pulitzer Prize for that. And if Joe Biden ever has to pull off a weekend at Bernie's, the reporters covering Biden will do their darndest to become the next Lewis Seibold. And they'll think they're gonna, they, they should win a Pulitzer Prize in the process. A Pulitzer Prize. The White House could do this. The White House could do it. The media would fall in line. You never saw a picture of Obama smoking, did you? And the media, will, oh, they'll justify it. They'll be like, oh, no, you know, we, uh, it's really important that we, we really uh, make the president look strong and vigorous, you know, for national security reasons. We, gotta, we, gotta, uh, you know, we, we can't let the world know about the frailty of the commander-in-chief. They will justify it all day long, telling you how great he is. And then they'll win awards for their made-up interviews. It's been done before. Coming up next, this isn't just a poll about how bad Biden is doing, particularly with Hispanics, but it goes even deeper than just a poll, and it is ugly for the Dems. Hate to see it. Mike Slater in San Diego, filling for the great Armstrong and Getty. Spread the word. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hello. Mike Slater in San Diego. Not Armstrong and Getty. Not at all. I'm the Kamala Harris of fill-ins. <laughs> no, no, no. Better. No, it's better. I, don't, I can't think of like a medium-of-the-road Democrat, though. That's better. Like, I'm not the Kamala Harris of fill-ins. Come on. Like the Buttigieg of fill I don't know. I don't know what. Like a medium. It's like a medium-of-the-road Democrat. Medium-of-the-road fill-in but it's an honor to be here nonetheless. Uh, L.A. County did not impose their mask mandate. They were going to today, and they, they decided not to. Uh, they caved. It's awesome. Unbelievable, actually. We'll talk more about that coming up in the next hour. Um, so you've seen this poll before. They're calling it the Biden bloodbath. That's a little... It's, it's unnecessarily graphic. I mean, come on. Bloodbath. Uh, but that's what they're calling it, you know? But you've seen this. Job approval, uh, 31% approved. Okay, 31%, 60%. But here's the real kicker of this most recent poll, QPAC. Uh, Hispanics, 70% disapprove. 19% approve, 70% disapproval in Hispanics. That's unbelievable. Shockingly, calling Hispanic people tacos didn't help the Democrat. I know. The, the, they didn't, it didn't really move the needle in, the, in a good direction for him. So I don't know what the Democrats are going to do. I know they're, they've been trying to improve their numbers with Muslims uh, and Dr. Dr. Jill Biden 
was going to give a speech later today where she was going to call them falafels, but now she doesn't know what to do. Like, it didn't work. The tacos didn't work. Like, tacos and falafels? Like, I don't know. I just think we should, like, we should call every voting demographic a different representative food item. That would be, <laughs> you know, the, the biscuits and gravy are super racist towards the tacos and falafels. That's the real, that's the real white supremacy in our country today. Now, here's, what that poll doesn't tell you enough of, right? This is a very interesting study. I've never quite seen a a poll done like this, but uh, they took progressive views and compared it to Hispanics. Okay, so you got progressives, which is usually rich, urban, white people versus Hispanics. All right, let's pick a couple of these. Uh, Transgender athletes should be able to play on sports teams that match their current gender identity versus transgender athletes should only be allowed to play on sports teams that match their birth gender. Should men be allowed to play in women's sports? Progressives, 66% say yes, men should be able to compete against women, which is amazing, right? 66%. But Hispanics, 66% think the opposite. Now, that's you're saying, oh, that's kind of a silly one. So let's get more consequential. Um, America is not the greatest country in the world versus America is the greatest country in the world. 66% of progressives think America is not the greatest country in the world, which, of course, begs the question, what, what is? Hispanics, 70% think we are the greatest country in the world. So it's not just that the Hispanics are a little bit different than your, than your white progressive. They're completely opposite. We got Hispanics are going to be voting Republican, and it's hilarious. This, would, this could be the greatest backfire in the history of American politics, where the whole Democratic strategy is, hey, we need to import as many Hispanics as possible so that they vote for Democrats forever and we'll win every election forever. And that's their plan. They're like, come on in, by the millions. And then a couple of years go by, and they're like, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? They're voting for... They're voting for... No, deport them! Deport! Abort mission! Deport the brown people! Deport the brown people. I love how they call them brown people. That's unbelievable. Brown people. Progressives call, they call Hispanics Latinx to be trans-inclusive and brown people. They call them brown people. And like the Democrats are sitting around a table and they're like, oh, why are the brown people not voting for us? I don't, I don't get it. What's going, why are all the brown people? <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe because you call them brown people. And then, like the most racist thing ever, I like uh, you know, queer is a word you're supposed to say now. Like, that's that's like a it's LGBTQ queer. You're supposed to say queer, queer. You can't say queer. Jeez. Pretty soon you're going to be allowed to say friend of Armstrong Getty. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know. Maybe they'll start to embrace that term as well. So here's the problem. Well, here's the, there's a lot of problems. I referenced this a bit ago. Joe Biden leaves because I mean, come on. And then Kamala becomes president for the last year or two, right? What in the world is Gavin Newsom going to do? Gavin Newsom, how is he going to run against the first black woman president? He's not, he's not running against like Kamala Harris in a primary who could potentially be the first female black president. When Joe Biden leaves, Kamala will be the first female black president. And what's, what's Gavin going to say? She's inept? <laughs> she slept her way to the top? <laughs> so we got, we got sexist, we got racist, she's unlikable. What are you gonna, what are you gonna, what are you gonna say? The rich, straight, white man can do a better job? Is that gonna be Gavin Newsom's campaign strategy? Vote for rich whitey! That's gonna be his platform? No way. In the, the party of intersectionality, uh, Kamala has the two top boxes checked. Newsom's got none. 
The, the only thing Newsom's got, he's, he's 50 shades of gray dreamy. That's it. That's Buttigieg has one box checked. That's it. Kamala, she's the most intersectional. So where are the, what are the Democrats going to do? What are they going to do? I don't know. Maybe he'll make it. Maybe he'll make it through for the next two years. <laughs> There's no way. For the media, they're going to do the best they can. Here's the article I was referring to a second ago. Uh, again, if Trump was president right now, it would be the, the Trump's Great Depression, right? Meanwhile, uh, the AFP, Biden is suddenly winning. Winning. Overcoming COVID and outfoxing the Republicans. Joe Biden's having an unusually good week. And he won't let Thursday's recession talk spoil his mood. Democrats are suddenly on a roll. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Biden for sure is not apologizing. We're on the right path, he says. What unbelievable propaganda. Well, unbelievable. What completely predictable propaganda. That's the news, by the way. I just quote, that's not a... That's not our opinion piece. That's the news. No critical analysis of any of the bills that are currently being proposed. No questions of Biden's actual mental health. Everything's just hunky-dory. Biden is winning. That is a White House press release. And would you expect anything different? Mike Slater in San Diego. Filling in for the great. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions. West Monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into financial value for companies. The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first? Learn more at westmonroe.com. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.